Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Welcome hey. to Season 3 of the Vet SOS Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Uh, as always, the Vet SOS Podcast is brought to you by the Who You Know Network, and we're proud members and supporters of the Prey Deck community. Remember, don't try to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. So, we got a big day, Eric. Big day for the podcast. We're kicking off season three with a great organization, a great guest. We have Jerry Young from InVets with us, who's going to be telling us all about this amazing program they're running. Uh, I can't wait to, to hear more about this because I haven't heard a whole lot about these various state programs that are being run like this. And this is another one of those phenomenal ones. So, uh, Eric, welcome to season three, brother. How you doing? Dude, I am shocked. I, so first of all, I, I ended season two surprised that I made it through a whole season without getting fired. And now I'm starting season three and I didn't get fired in between. I'm doing pretty good, bro. Plus, I've got one of my best friends here. Dude, this guy is a legend. He was my very first beard crush. I, I don't know if you can tell why. <laughs> I haven't I haven't followed suit. I just can't get past the middle stage like to get to that glory. Uh, but Jerry has been a, a dear friend of mine for for several years now. Um, part of a great organization. So I am I'm pumped up, dude. I'm ready to be here. I've, I've had a couple of cups of coffee, so I'm ready to go, dude. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. So two things on that alone. My wife's already told me that this is about all we're going to tolerate in the house. <laughs> So yeah, this this is about what we're gonna be doing. Uh, and second, like I told you, man, that Jimbo Fisher's contract's no joke. I, I can't get rid of you. I can't afford to get rid of you. You know, this is following Texas A and M here. You know, we gotta we gotta keep it going. So let's jump right into it. We got Jerry Young. He's the director of veteran ambassadors at InVets. InVets is a vet founded, vet ran nonprofit partnered with the state of Indiana, created to recruit and connect separating service members and their spouses to rewarding careers and lives in Indiana. Jerry retired at the rank of Sergeant First Class from the Indiana Army National Guard after more than 20 years of combined service, both as an infantryman with the Army and a munition systems technician with the Air Force. Jerry is active with various organizations regarding mental health issues and the prevention of soldiers' suicides, sharing his experience educating and supporting veterans and hopefully preventing further loss in the military families. Jerry, so glad you're here with us today. How are you doing? Man, I'm great. I'll tell you, life's good. It's busy. But I mean, uh, personally, professionally, uh, I, I really can't complain. I got a great woman here, uh, Kelly, my fiance. She's actually a veteran, too. She was a Navy corpsman. Um, right. So, I mean, between me being the Air Force her in, in Army and her being the Navy, we talk a lot of smack around this house. So, I mean, plus she's Irish Catholic. She's five foot tall. She's one of six. She's from upstate New York. So I call her the Irish honey badger, five feet of fang and fury. Uh, but, you know, I'm terrified of her. I'm 6'4", 230 pounds, I'm totally terrified. But uh, guys like us, we know we need strong women in our lives. Um, yep. And, I, you know, we're very blessed to have that. And uh, I love her to death. But, yeah, I think life's good. Dogs, Kelly, work, everything. Everything's great. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Like Eric said, we've known each other a few years um, we met on a vets to industry uh, event and, you know, our, our relationship just kind of grown from there. And we reached out um, back and forth to each other a couple of times, helping each other out, which is what this is all about. Yep. So just thank you for allowing me to be here today and, and to share our, our mission at InVets and just some information about myself personally and kind of my my um, my story, my background. This is the first time we're really meeting Jerry. I got to tell you, we're kindred souls. My my wife is a five foot Filipino, 
uh, call her Asian Thunder. Uh, you know, it's I'm six six, three hundred pounds. <laughs> keeps me in line. Keeps me in line. I I'm know, right? Here. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll do it. So definitely, oh my God, Asian Thunder. And and and, and I and I married I married a young captain. I married a woman that was younger than me, but we make a great command team. This first sergeant captain, we know how to rock it now. She let, she makes sure I know who's in charge because she's still the officer, right? But you hit uh, the pause button. I do. Every <laughs> once in a while, you hit the pause button. I just just give it a little push. That's great. Yeah, and, and, you know I follow you on Facebook, Eric. So I love I love the fam your family and just it's seeing how much you guys love each other. It's just I always heart everything. Super heart. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, I just appreciate you. And, and I love the, what you guys have. And we're all very lucky, man. Um, yeah. You know, Sir Isaac Newton said, if I've seen further, it's because I've stood on the shoulder of giants. And I think that I know that that's definitely from our spouses and, and military spouses also. Um, and I'll get into that later. But it's just something that came to my mind when we're sitting here talking. So absolutely I love that. And I think that applies to our military spouses for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Definitely kept us going. So t- tell us, you know, briefly, you know, about, about your career and then, you know, mm-hmm. how'd that transition go? How, how did that whole process of getting out of the military work for you? Well, it was kind of weird. Uh, so I, I had two transitions. Um, so I started in the Air Force, joined in 91, uh, was active duty from 91 to 2000, five years in Germany, uh, two years in Guam, <clears throat> and then uh, two years in Phoenix at Luke Air Force Base. Uh, let's see. Got my first divorce, got separated, got married, got divorced, got married, joined the army. Uh, so after a four year uh, break in service, yeah, I ended up, I got, uh, I was like, I'm going to try something different. So I said, let me try the army. I went to the army national guard. Um, and then after about eight or nine months as a traditional guardsman, um, you know, this was 2006, you know, we're fighting in Iraq, Afghanistan, they were needing a recruiter, uh, but I went to high school with, told me about it. So I got picked up for GWAT uh, orders, and then I got AGR. Uh, did recruiting for about three and a half years, made my sixes. But, I mean, I'd, I'd only been to a, a five-week a five week, uh, basic training, you know, what, uh, what do they call it, warrior leader, or no. I don't know. I can't remember, but I did an abbreviated boot camp, two weeks of infantry school. I'm an E6. I have no experience. I'm sending all these men and women to fight in two different wars and I've never been, and it was bugging me. So I came home, told my wife about it. And she's like, follow your heart. So I resigned um, my position and, and I volunteered and I deployed 0910 to Afghanistan for enduring freedom as a, a squad leader, infantry unit and uh, QRF started of the guard, got good experience. Um, came back, did a couple different civilian jobs, and then I retired 2017 and pretty much since I've been retired, I've been working in the veteran sphere as far as service um, was an outreach coordinator for the adjutant general on a contract here in Indiana. And then about five and a half years ago when Invets, I was the first hire for them. Um, so yeah, we've gone from one person to 16 in five years and we've gone from five companies to 580. Nice. Wow. So that's kind of a kind of covers me and them all kind of <laughs> one little ball of wax there. Conversation it's like I was over. Channel, I was channeling somebody. As... <laughs> all right. So, so 
So, so you're at Invest now. That's where I, I want to hang out for a second. I just want to hang out there. Yes, I, want to be able, I want you to be able to set the table for everyone watching, and just kind of talk to us. Talk to us about Invest, the mission, what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the growth, right? But let's talk about really what's the nuts and bolts of that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So, we came to we came to fruition out of a need of we don't have enough folks to fill the jobs here in Indiana, and also employers were wanting to hire veterans, but they don't know how to talk to us. So the governor's like, what are we going to do about it? Our founder, Westwood, uh, went and said, hey, why don't we have vets talk to vets? And they're like, oh, my gosh, what an idea. So that's basically how it came to be. Um, so, yeah, we've been going out. Uh, what we do is, is uh, we go out to about we touch 27 different installations across the United States. We go to tap centers. We do Hunter Heroes events. And we just go out there and we're trying to educate not only folks who are coming back, but folks that are open to relocate. Um, one of the one of the things about our mission that sets us apart from a lot of other organizations is we help the, the spouse just like we the veteran. So we treat them exactly the same. And that's where my whole standing on the shoulders of giants came from. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's the thing. We're also we're trying to educate employers not only on veterans, but, you know, the diverse and awesomeness that is the military spouse. You know, over I think they said over 40 percent of male spouses have bachelor's degree and higher. Um, I mean, you know, we get all the training and the support when we're in the service. Meanwhile, they're back holding everything together. You know, their their jobs get put on hold or they don't get to do it. So there's there is a weird dynamic. But anyway, I digress on that. I was just reading about that. So that's why I went down that rabbit hole for a second. Um, but no. So, yeah, we travel around. We do about 25 different uh, events a month around the United States, um, telling people about all the amazing benefits Indiana has. Uh, we don't we don't tra- um, we don't tax military pay if you retire here. If you're in the Guard or Reserve after you know do four years and come in the Guard and Reserve, we don't tax your mill pay. Just all kinds of amazing benefits. Like I said, we're currently partnered. Um, I found out yesterday with 581 employers. Now we've got wow. over 150,000 job openings. So, nice. I mean, yeah, uh, when the last couple of years, when other economies crashed, ours grew exponentially. Um, Indiana's number one in the nation for advanced manufacturing per capita, and we're fifth for logistics. Um, and then cyber and IT, as I call witchcraft and sorcery. Uh, yeah, don't understand it. Ooh. Uh, um, we got a lot of opportunities. I mean, yeah, it, it's just great. So. We just go out and educate folks and let them know what's up. Um, low cost of living, low housing, career opportunities, all kinds of great things to do. And we just, you know, I always tell people, I want you to make an informed decision. That's the best decision. So we just try and give them information and let them know what's out there. And then I, you know, if they want to know more, we get them in our system, connect them with one of our engagement managers around the state. Um because as you know, at, at um, career fairs, you only have a few minutes with each person. So we, we capture that initial info and then we just push forward and start making phone calls and dig into the weeds. We don't want to be transactional. We want to be transformational because mm. the transition process is not, hey, you got a job. Good good luck. See you later. I got folks I've been working with for two, three years to get out. Life changes. They get divorced. The building burns down like I said before, life gets lifey. Um, so we're not only trying to get them set up in a good career in the, in the right community, the right schools. I mean, all those things we, we, like I said, we want to be transformational, not transactional. Love that. I absolutely love that. And I didn't come up with that. 
Did Wes come up with that? I think it was actually uh, Blaine, our CEO, Blaine Zimmerman, him and uh, yep. John Carrion that sat down and we all we uh, went we developed our mission statement and um, and our values. And uh, that was one of the things uh, transformational, not transactional. And obviously that resonates with all of us. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble the next time somebody brings up cyber. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I see. It was so well like, said. Dude, sorcery. <laughs> I, I when I first started doing the LinkedIn, how you can do your QR code and scan it. The guy did it. I did the sign of the cross. I was like not even Catholic, and I ran the other way. <laughs> Freaked me out, man. Oh man, that's great. That is great. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you touched a, a little bit on you know the benefits of Indiana, and that's why I love talking mm -hmm. to people who are involved in, in state programs because you actually get oh, yeah. to learn specifically about the state and. You know, the fact that you guys travel across the country looking for people to come to Indiana and uh, probably a special place in everybody's heart for actual people who, you know, joined out of Indiana and are planning on returning home. Mm -hmm. um, so the uh, as you go through this and the fact that you work with people and it's not not just, hey, here's a job, you know, go with God. You know, we want to keep helping you. Are you seeing different things come out of that type of relationship? Like, are there you know, key takeaways that you see coming from that, that actual uh, way of attacking things? Well, I mean, so, oh man, how do I want to, how do I, how do I frame that? If we can find, if we can get the right information and have a good conversation and, and, and understand, and not only, Sometimes people don't know what they want. How many times everybody's, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So a lot of times I ask them, what don't you want to do? Cause emotions mm. tied to that. And they're like, I definitely don't want to do that. So then we just start really digging down. And, and if we can start, you know, making sure that they know what it is that they want to do, ask them, Hey, what kind of research have you done on that? Because, um, logistics in the military and, and out in the outside is two different things. You know, everything's got, certain crossover but uh, some of it doesn't so I, i'm always like have you done the research on it make sure this is what you want to do um and we we have a lot of hard conversations with people i'm like we got to manage expectations salary um where you're going to start in the food chain uh and then culture you know all these things that maybe they're not thinking of we're just trying to be like here's some things that you need to think and consider when you're applying for a job and when you're doing your research um and then that way they, it, they're not going to apply to some place that they're definitely not going to fit in, even though the pay is right, the job's right, the description's right. So we're just trying to make sure that all the minutia fits together, you know, all these different things, culture, everything. I mean, I hope that answers some of it, but um, just making sure they're educated, we're educated, we're sharing our what we've learned, what's worked, what hasn't. Um, and then also connecting them to all the organizations that we're with that we don't have direct answers for. I always tell people I don't have all the answers, but I know where to go to get it. Um, yep. So I, I hope that it, I don't know. I started blacking out again. I don't know if it's the Red Bull or what. So <laughs> no, it's, I think that's, that's a great answer. I, you know, Jerry, you and I've had these conversations a hundred times, but like, that's one of the things I try to, I've always tried to make sure people understand is, I mean, how many times have we heard somebody say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go be a project manager. 
Yeah. That's great. Have we done any research, right? Amazon hires project managers. So does mm -hmm. Waffle House, right? Yep. So does a construction company. Those are different industries. And the project mm -hmm. manager job is just a title. It's not, it's not one size fits all. So I think it's important right. that you, you guys take, and you guys do a fantastic job, by the way, of helping people dig down, figure out the why, figure out what's next. And then not just that, not just the, okay, sweet, you figured out a plan, good luck, but it's the execution, right? Absolutely. Like said, how do we execute this? So you've right. got a ton of connections and a ton of, of lateral movement in the space, in the transition space, in the employment space that you can push people to get that additional information. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn, um, being a dad and having dad jokes. I say I got two corny things I say about LinkedIn. Uh, number one, uh, your network is your net worth. And number two, networking is only one letter away from not working. Uh, Ooh. I always tell people, dude. I, that's I not corny, people, bro. That's hold on. That's real. That's profound. And that's I. And I didn't come up with that stuff either. And that's what I'm saying. These are all the great things that I've learned over the past five and a half years doing this job. But um, I always tell folks, I don't care where you go or what you do. Once you have a good job and a good life, no matter where you're going, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, I can help you. But you know, if you if you want to come to Indiana, I'm your guy. If you don't, I can still be your guy. Just like you said, Eric, you know, Sharon, um, I learn so much every day um, networking and, and meeting new people, seeing their conversations that I'm not even a part of. You know, I'm a fly on the wall here. You know, I call it an interloper. And I just sit there and I check stuff out and I'm like, oh, man, I got to share this. Um, so I've built, I've built some really great uh, a great network. And I'm really working hard. I got about 9,000 followers as of last night. And I'm just like, and I don't say that to brag. I tell people my network's your network. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm my first person connections is 9,000, but I'm, if you go to my second person connections on LinkedIn, I'm, 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 I have over a million yeah. second person connections. So yeah. that's it. It's share the knowledge. It's the network. I always tell people doesn't matter how cool you are, how much, you know, shoulder chest candy, Ranger tab, airborne air assault, blah, blah. None of that matters if nobody knows who you are. Correct. Otherwise, you're just, Fair you point. know, two o'clock in the morning playing Call of Duty covered Cheeto dust and Mountain <laughs> Dew and getting owned by some kid in Connecticut. So not that that's ever happened to me. I know that was extremely specific, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's and there's a couple of great things, too, about moving to Indiana. And I just wanted to highlight a couple of them, like. Because I'm 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 a I'm a Midwest guy, right? Yeah, right. So a couple couple of great things about moving to Indiana. Number one, you're really close to my home state of Michigan. Yep. And that's pretty cool. Like you could you may be not in Michigan, but you're close to it. You're touching it. And that's pretty yeah. cool to be able to say. And you're not Ohio. Or Illinois. Oh, sorry. Wow. Okay, I know I made somebody mad. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> but it but it's true. Let's be yeah. honest. It, Indiana is a great place to be. Um, let's talk about, about the relationship and, and the relationship between you and the state and how that kind of works and where that benefits the veterans, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, years ago, uh, so we, we came in through the governor, um, through his program, but the lieutenant governor, Suzanne Crouch, she's been a, been a real champion for us. And we've gone through her office and, and they've been supporting us. Uh, she actually helped us get a lot more funding this year, which allowed us to grow. And I'm super grateful to her. She's super wonderful. Um, so we're connected, uh, you know, through the lieutenant governor's office and also the our, um, destination Indiana. So we're working with all these folks. And the thing is, one, if I say, hey, I'm a nonprofit, veteran nonprofit, everybody's like, oh, you and the other 10,000. 
but I'm like, but we're partnered with the state of Indiana. So that yep. gives us a little street cred, as the kids say, uh, if they do still say that. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, the, the whole point is, it's like, hey, we're not we're not just Steve Dave's veteran services. Um, you know, we're here and we're dialed in. That gives us access to the entire state network. Indiana Department of Veterans Affairs, their director sits on our board of directors. Uh, Dennis Weimer, awesome guy, um, gives us all the VSOs, the DevOps, the levers, the the work, the development, the Indiana Department of Workforce Development, <coughs> state personnel department. Every week I get an email from them. Hey, Jerry, here's what we got going on with the state. Woo, shoot that out. So, you know, that's the thing. We're like the hub and we got all these folks that come out from us, county, state, and then you go federal because we're dialed in, dialed in with the VA. I've got them in my building. So that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, having the state and being able to use, um, you know, talk to them. Going back to what I initially said was the biggest objection we had to people relocating to Indiana five and a half years ago was that Indiana taxes military retirement. Mm -hmm. So Wes went, testified uh, to the state house, talked to the governor and they got that, they got that changed. Um, and then even recently we're like, well, we're bringing them here. How can we get more? It's like, well, stop taxing the guard reserve folks. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Ka -ching. So that went into effect. So now, so there's just, you know, things like that to where we have a direct influence on state law and legislation to help the veteran. And they can be like, they don't understand. And we're like, hey, we're boots on the ground out here talking to thousands of people every year. And then we can relate that back. And they have an actual battles assessment from the field in real time man that's huge yeah that's huge i can't i don't know and i, I might be speaking out of turn but i don't think every state has that and if they don't they need to be listening this is this is a model that every state needs to follow that's i, huge. I think yeah i mean we've been fortunate you know wes uh you know handing the reins over to blaine uh and Blaine's just done a really good job with our, our strategic focus, our you know our mission there, keeping things going, and and making sure that we are a premier operation. And a lot of states do look to us. And I've had a lot of people like, "Hey, we're starting this." I was like, "Talk to my boss. Talk to our CEO. That's his level." I was like, "I can give you the boots on the ground and what to expect it here, and he'll tell you what to expect strategically." And and so, yeah, we do have people that reach out to us regularly because they have seen what we've done. Um, and I think, it, and a lot of that goes to the team and the fact that we all love, you know, we, we believe in our mission. We, we, I love Indiana. We love the things that are going on here and we just love what we do. Yeah. That's awesome. It's all from the heart, man. I, I love, I mean, I, I so much love talking to people that are doing state level things. I mean, we've had some great guests on here telling us about great programs within their state and this is just another phenomenal uh program H have you guys uh reached out to other states or shared information with other states trying mm -hmm. to get not that you're trying to get them to do the same thing but you know offering it up hey if you want to try it yeah absolutely so um two great ladies that i know molly bode she's the executive director of kentucky valor and a nikki stewart who works with her I run into these ladies. Uh, I, sometimes I say girls, but that's because I'm 51 now and they're all like 20, 30 years younger. But I'm trying to work on that according to HR. Uh, so these young ladies are awesome. Uh, they, they're great. And I ran into them at Fort Knox and um, um, 
just tell me they're like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is who we are. I'm like, super awesome. And, and I just say, how's this going? How's that going? And they're telling me there's their pressure points and their stress points. And, and I'm like, yeah, here's what we've done in the past, uh, connected them with Blaine. And I know that uh, there's been conversations. Um, so we're, you know, we're just trying to help the veteran is our goal to get veterans and their families to Indiana and set them up with great lives. Yes. But one of our core values is we're going to meet you where you're at. And it may be mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, geographically. Um, and if we can't help you here, we're still going to make the effort because the bottom line is we're here to take care of the veterans and their families. And awesome. so that's why I and I love and I love working with uh, Molly and Nikki. They're great ladies. Uh, I see them all the time down at Fort Knox and at Fort Campbell. And um, their program's relatively new, but they're really doing a great job. And um, my buddy Steve Yonke former devil dog up in uh he does mission wisconsin um so you know i seen him on the road a lot and he's very insightful and he shared a lot of stuff with me um but i mean that's what it's all about helping each other out because everybody that i reference out i i mean for every one person i send out to go someplace or to get help or to help them with something it, it comes back to me probably two threefold you know so you know zig ziglar always said give people what they want and you'll get what you what you need and that's that's it. Just taking care of folks. So, and that's and that's that's near and dear to your heart, right? Like I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question just because we've got some time left. We don't have a lot of time left, but we got some time left, and I want I want people to understand yeah. who who Jerry is, right? What what makes him tick, and and kind of why he cares about our community so much. And it's because you've had a struggle, right? You've, oh, you've kind of struggled with some mental health and things like that. And it's it's I know it's been kind of a springboard to where you're at now. Um, can you just, I mean, if, if you're willing to share oh, a little absolutely. bit about your story. No, I'm a, I'm a TMI guy, too much information. Um, so I always tell people, if you first meet me, get ready. It's going to be an emotional shotgun blast. Uh, so over the past decade, uh, when we deployed, um, during deployment, we had one soldier, uh, commit suicide while he was home on leave. Uh, we've subsequently lost four more soldiers, my buddies from that unit. Um, about eight years ago, my wife committed suicide and not to be too graphic, um, she took her life in front of me with a handgun and that sent me on a spiral. I already had a drinking problem at the time and it just, obviously that was napalm on a situation, not just gas. Um, you know, I was still in the guard. I reached out to people around me, people around me reached out to me, um, I finally was, you know, encouraged and had the realization that I needed help. Um, you know, I went to the VA, checked into behavioral health, got squared away, spent about four or five days in there, started getting into counseling, dealing with, you know, my trauma, PTSD, but trauma from my wife's suicide, dealing with the trauma of my men dying. Um, you know, just got into some programs, started saying, hey, I, you know what, I've been, life's too short. I got to do something. Um and I've been really open with it. And I've told my, you know, my soldiers, I was in an infantry company. So I always say my men, um, you know, my men, I was super open. I'm like, yeah, I'm struggling. I've lived through this, but I came back, I turned it around. I had support from my unit support from my family and friends. Um, and I came out of it and that's, you know, so now I've had all this terrible stuff. Cause a lot of people are like, you're super happy. You're super outgoing. Mm -hmm. And then I took my backstory and they're like, how do you do it? And I was like, dude, you got to be a bright light in a dark world. I just take these things um, and, I, and I'm super open because unlike me, some people don't like to talk. And, and I can talk 
And if I share my story, somebody over here that doesn't know how to articulate it or thinks that they're alone, I just say, you're not alone, you're loved and you're needed. And I just want to mm. share. So I love that brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And, and I tell you, Jerry, you know, sharing our personal stories like that, right? Sharing our struggle does a couple of different things in my humble opinion, right? Number one, it kind of takes the venom out of our own story, right? It maybe takes some of this, the shame or the hurt oh, yeah. or guilt or stuff out of it, right? It, it removes some of that venom. But like you said, it, it also provides hope to the person that's sitting there listening to this, thinking they're the only one that could possibly be going through this. Yep. Then they see somebody trauma, like you. Trauma makes you isolate. And, yeah, and I mean, that's 100%. the bottom line. And then you got your drugs and your alcohol and that just compounds it. So, yep. yeah. First time I went to an AA meeting. I just thought this is stupid. I sat in a corner pouting, feeling sorry for myself. And I heard my story come out of the mouths of 21 strangers. Mm. And I, that was the day that the light switched on. So that's why yeah. I do what I do. I love it. I love it. I'm so yeah, grateful so much for life. sharing that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Yeah, brother. I do, Sean. I can't believe it. Dude. We're already out of time. Can you believe that? I'm telling you, man. We got to start. Maybe change the format to an hour. We we may have to. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with it. I could talk forever, but I don't want to. I want to hear people like Jerry. I just I love I love having guys like Jerry on that can share their stories. That can that can highlight and 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 like Jerry said, like you said, brother, like put a shine a light, be the light in the darkness. So, um, brother, I'm grateful for you being here, man. I, I love you. I'm so happy. You I'm proud to call you my brother. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's Thank it. You. Man. That's, that's it. That's super humble. Appreciate it. I'm very yeah, impressed man. that I have, I have my info on a Chiron at the bottom of the screen. It's the first time that's ever happened. So <laughs> made it to the big time to the big yeah. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> that's all downhill from here. So. I got to well, ask Sean, you though, Sean, nice meeting you, Eric. Love you, bro. What's up? Well, just, you know, before we go, we've got, we've got your information going down on the bottom of the screen, but I want to, I want to just want to make sure everybody knows they can hear it out your mouth. Yeah. What's the best place for them to get a hold of you? If somebody wants to know more about Indiana Invets, Jerry's story, what's the best place for people to get a hold of you? So invets.org is our site. They can find us on LinkedIn. They can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, like I said, I don't have all the answers, uh, but I can get you connected to the right place. So if you Google InVets, no kidding, Google InVets and a picture of me comes up and I'm like standing there with my hat on backwards. I don't know how it's on the Internet, but uh, you can't miss me. I just tell people that's him. Click on it, go to it and um, just reach out to us and just just see what we got see what we have to offer. We just want to help, man. We just want to make a difference. I love it. And you are, brother. You're making such a huge difference. You're such a such an icon in our community, dude. I love you. And I'm proud of you. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Very humbling. Thank you, guys. Yeah. On behalf, listen, on behalf of the Vet SOS family, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us today as we kick off season three. It's been a pleasure. We're excited about what's to come. Um, and we're ready to, to get after it. Uh, make sure to follow us and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.